Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google starts PMSing. (laughs) Oh man, I can't believe I said that. Anyhow, I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sammer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about one simple concept, focus. You see, it's simple. If you focus, you will get more done. And this is something I've spoken about before, but it's something that I need to keep reminding myself about. I have a lot on my plate, and there's always a temptation to add more so that I can accomplish more, but I've realized that I get much more done when I focus on doing fewer things. So I really want to dig into this concept and I really want you to follow along with this because I know that so many bloggers struggle with this same thing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> you know, if if you want me to, you know, be switching these things up, you know, when Google has a mood swing, when Google, you know, puts you in detention and all these kind of things, you guys need to start giving me su- more suggestions. I had a few that were called in, and you know, and you can email them to me. You can call them into the hotline. Of course, the hotline's number is eight 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 three five two four one four. And you know, on a week like today. When I don't have anything, I might say something that's just way out there. We don't want that because it can get kind of crazy. And we don't like when it gets kind of crazy. Anyhow, so what are we going to talk about today? First, I have two calls from the hotline, one from Dr. Nikki from ReverseDiabetesHolistically.com. She called in with a suggestion. And then James Bitter from BizNiche.com. He called in also with a specific question, and I'm going to play those two uh, calls from the hotline. They're both actually related to what I'm going to be talking about today, this idea of focusing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play them, and I'm not going to answer them immediately. Why? Because I'm going to go into detail about some of the things related to those questions in this episode. So this entire episode will have something that can be applied uh, to their questions. So so let's go ahead and hear the first caller, and that is Dr. Nikki from Reverse Diabetes Holistically. Hi, Leslie. It's Dr. Nikki at ReverseDiabetesHolistically.com coming soon. Leslie, I have a suggestion slash request, and you may have thought of this, but I'm just thinking about a Become a Blogger Facebook group. Now, I know that, you know, we have the community on Google+, and I don't think it would divide your audience because, you know, some people are on Facebook, other people are on Google+, 
And the Facebook group platform is really nice. I have a group that's called Detox, De-Stress, and Discover. And it's a really sweet place where people come together and explore around that topic. And, you know, I just realized that I'm not part of any Facebook groups around business and blogging that are really great and that offer a lot of value. And I have a hunch that if you created a Facebook group for become a blogger that, you know, folks would really gravitate towards it and we could all kind of talk to each other and and share what we're doing and ask questions. And, you know, I know that you said you want to move even more into social. So anyway, that's what's on my mind. Uh, Sending you love for your PhD program. It wasn't easy for me, but you know, who said a PhD is supposed to be easy and I wish you a nice, work-life balance. Peace. Hey, thank you so much, Dr. Nikki, for calling that in. I think it's a great suggestion. Um, And I'm going to talk a little bit about that a little later on in this episode, as I mentioned before. Um, So thank you for your encouragement for my PhD. I am looking forward to this journey. It's going to be a challenging one and also an interesting one. Let's go directly into James's question. So uh, take it away, James. Hi, Leslie. My name is James Bitter, and I have a blog at uh, biznitch.com, and I'm having trouble nailing down who it is my audience is going to be. I'm passionate about trying to help uh, teenagers and and 20-somethings get a business going with a blog, kind of um, the way that you've inspired me, but my customers as a writer and a social media marketer are all for bigger entrepreneurs, and I can't let go of wanting to write for my younger audience, but it doesn't seem to be helping my older audience a whole lot. So if you can give me some advice on how to create that perfect avatar, or if it's okay for me to have two, I would love your feedback. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you so much for calling that in, James. And yes, I definitely have some suggestions, and I will be talking about that in this episode. Let's get into the content for today. So, you know, there's a lot that's going on in my life. Um, if for some reason this is the first time you're listening to this episode, uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. I am a university professor teaching in a doctor of physical therapy program, and that is my full-time job. That is what I do. That is what I am employed to do. My wife and I also are relatively new parents. We have little Noah that was born nine months ago. Nine months and, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nine months and four days ago. And he has been a joy in my life, in our lives. This is a huge part of my life. Yes, I'm teaching as a university professor. But being a parent is a a new experience. And it's an experience that I cherish cherish tremendously i mean he is the most one of the most important things in my life and i want to make sure that i'm spending time with him i want to make sure that i'm giving him the attention that he needs as as this little young baby boy coming up in this home that we've created and that is one of the most important things in my life. Besides that, I run two relatively successful online business. Of course, the online businesses. Of course, there's Become a Blogger. And then there's my interactive biology blog, the blog that really um, made it possible for me to have my job as a university professor. Um, and also to add to all of that stuff, I just started my PhD. So... 
as you can imagine, there's a lot on my plate. And 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 I want to do everything well. And that can be a challenge sometimes. I don't know if you find yourself in a similar position where there's so many different things you're doing and you want to do them all well. You want to be effective on your job. You want to be effective with your family. You want to be effective with with your business, the stuff that you are doing to build something where you can build a platform where you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world. You want to do it all well, but it's kind of hard to figure out how to balance it all. And that word balance, it's such a tricky thing because do we ever fully achieve that balance? I don't know, but I keep striving towards it. Now, what I've realized is in order to be as effective as possible, in order to be very effective, you have to focus. If you're not focusing, if you're spread in all kinds of different directions, you will not get much done. A lot of people ask me, how do you do all the things that you're doing? And part of that answer has to do with the fact that I try to focus in and I don't do it perfectly, but it is something that I constantly strive towards. Now, I want to illustrate this with a very simple principle that comes from physics. I used to be a physics teacher, a high school physics teacher. So this is something that I get into very much. And I want to give you a really simple physics lesson physics formula is this p equals f over a and what that means pressure equals force over area so if you want to find a pressure you take the force and you divide it by the area now here is the thing don't don't you know i'm getting into you know science and math and don't just tune out or anything of, of that sort i want to try to make it extremely simple if you have a certain amount of force and you're applying it over a certain area, the size of that area is going to determine the pressure. If that area is large, there won't be a lot of pressure. If that area is small, there will be a lot of pressure. I want to make this very practical and very vivid in your mind. This will make it make sense. If I take my fist, I make a fist, and I hit you on your thigh like I just did to myself right now, it kind of hurt. But, you know, it wasn't, it's it's bearable. I didn't say, ow, I didn't cry, no big deal, because I'm applying that force on a relatively large area. Now, I want you to imagine this. Instead of applying that force directly to your leg, I am going to take a needle, significantly smaller area, because we're dealing with a tiny little point and I'm going to put that needle I want you to imagine this because we got to make this vivid I'm a, I'm going to put that needle on your leg and then I'm going to take my fist and with that same amount of force I'm going to hit that needle that is on your leg do you think you're going to feel a difference in pressure there of course you will because it's on such a small area you have the same amount of force applied to that area And that is going to make you scream. That is going to make you cry. You might hate me for the rest of your life because of how much pressure I just put on that small area. Because of how much force, it's the same amount of force actually, nothing different. The only difference is the size of the area. 
because it's smaller, because you're focusing on focusing in on one tiny point, it's gonna have a much stronger effect. That principle makes sense, right? That is the exact same way that it is with your online business. If you are trying to do everything, you you know, you you have 15 blogs or you have five blogs, or even you have two, two blogs, and you're trying to make these blogs very you know, awesome. Here's the problem. You are dividing your force. You are, are di- dividing your attention over a larger area and it's not going to have as great an effect. You need to have focus. If you are not focused, we need to change that. By the end of this this podcast episode, I want you to have a game plan so that you can start focusing even more than you are doing right now. And if you have focus, you know, that's great. You might want to refine that and make it even more narrow. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. So I want to talk about some areas that you need to focus on. Those areas are, number one, what your blog topic is. I mean, specifically, what are you blogging about? Number two, who is your target audience? Number three, what is the goal what you what yeah what is your goal your main goal for people on your blog number 4 what social media platform are you going to use number 5 what is your mission what are you trying to accomplish these are the five areas that i want to cover so let's deal with the first one what your blog topic is starting multiple blogs is a pain I have two blogs right now, and I'm going to be very honest with you. It is a pain. I Yes, I do get a lot done because I have a lot of help. I have great help. I have two virtual assistants that do a lot. And without them, I would not be able to do what I'm doing today. But the fact is, trying to manage multiple blogs is much harder than managing one. Now... A lot of people have contacted me, especially recently, and tell me they have ideas for three blogs that they're going to start. My, I, I implore you, I, I beg of you, don't do it. Please don't do it. Here's the thing. It takes a lot of work to build a blog. It's no longer the way it used to be. You know, back in the days when people just started getting into blogs, um, in, into blogging, there weren't many blogs out there. So you could start a blog about almost anything. And if it's interesting, you can grow a following. That is no longer the way it is. To build a blog, now that things have kind of equalized and it's well established, this whole blogging platform, to build a blog into something significant. You've got to work hard. But here's the thing. You can do it. You can do it. You do not want to limit your effectiveness by spreading out your time over multiple blogs. You, we all know the saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none. That is so true, and it applies to blogging. Be a master of at one. Be the best you can be at one thing. And then once you have that established, 
then you can consider moving on to something else. I didn't build my biology blog until I had, had, had really been into the other stuff that I was doing, my online business when it comes to teaching people to blog. That was relatively well established before I moved on. I understood blogging. I understood what I needed to do in order to drive traffic to my blog, in order to monetize my blog, in order to, to build an online business that would have an impact. And then I moved on to something else. So, if you're just starting, don't try to start multiple blogs. Choose one and then work it. Learn as much as you can and build that into a significant online resource. If you've already started multiple blogs and you're struggling to get them both of them going or three of them going or five of them going, whatever the case might be, put the rest on hold and focus on one. That's that's my that's my opinion. You know, you can choose to do something else, but that's what I want to encourage you to do. So number 1, what your blog topic is. What is what is the main thing that you're going to be blogging about? So it's not just not starting multiple blogs, but what specifically is your blog topic? Become a blogger is all about creating content to teach people that they can build a platform where they can create content, inspire others and change the world. Interactive biology is all about taking the complicated topics in biology and making them fun. What is your blog topic? Choose one and then become a master at that. Number two, who your target audience is. Now, this is what um, this is a tricky thing. This is exactly what James wanted to know about. You know, James, you're not alone. There are so many people struggling with that. And for me, this has been something that has evolved over time. And not until, you know, more recently have I been extremely clear as to who my target audience is. But this is something that you have to figure out. In episode 104, becomeablogger.com slash episode 104, I recorded a podcast entitled How to Set a Firm Foundation for Your Blog. And I talk about your customer avatar. And I I gave you some very detailed examples of my customer avatar, um, both of them for my biology blog and for Become a Blogger. And this is actually something I will be sharing much more about in the future because I, I, I see that people are struggling with this concept and I see how much clarity it has given me to be able to come up with my customer avatar. So James, first I would recommend for you to go back to episode 104 and listen to that if you haven't done so already. Now, as I mentioned, I'm going to get into more detail about this topic in future episodes, James. So, um, And when I do that, I'm going to play your question again. But I do want to give you a few ideas right here, right now, that you can implement to help you decide who your target audience is, who your customer avatar is. And if this term customer avatar is not something you're familiar with, all I'm basically talking about is really narrowing down on who that person is that you are trying to target. So that avatar for that person, creating that avatar. So here are the tips that I, I, I would recommend. If you already have an audience, I would recommend for you to create a survey and see and, and, and just find out who your audience is. Who are the people in your audience? Um, and these are the questions you want to be asking yourself. What are they passionate about? What are they 
passionate about. That is extremely point, uh, important. Number two, how do they think? Number three, what are they struggling with? And number four, what are their fears? These are some important things that you want to know about your target audience so that you can target them well, so that you can know where to go to find them, so that you can know what kind of things they're interested in hearing about, so that you can know what they're struggling with, so that you can help them with those struggles. You want to know who they are so that you can better serve them. This is something that I did for Become a Blogger. And this is actually how I came up with my target, uh, with my customer avatar for Become a Blogger. I just asked my people who they were. They told me. They told me what they struggled with. And I created my customer avatar based on that. Now, if you don't have a question, I mean, sorry, if you don't have an audience, you're just starting There are a few questions that you can ask that can help you to come up with that customer avatar. The first question is, who is the person that wants to hear about your blog topic? I'm assuming you already have your blog topic. You know what you're going to be talking about. Who wants to hear that stuff? Second thing is, are you that person? Because many times we create content, we create our blogs based on something we're passionate about because we know, you know what we want to hear. Are you that person? And if so, who are you? You can be your, your target audience and you can write exactly the details about you that make you that ideal customer, that ideal blog reader, that ideal subscriber. If you're that person, that makes it very easy. Next question, what do they look like? I know that's a silly one, but you know, you're trying to create a picture in your mind of who this person is, from the physical to the emotional to the spiritual, the mental to where are they coming from? All these things fit into who that person is. So, what do they look like? Do they have a job? Where do they work? You know, I get really detailed with this whole target audience thing, and I think the more detail you have, the better. Uh, do they have a family? Uh, you know, how many kids do they have? Um, um, uh, you know, these are these are some of the questions that give you a good idea of who that person is. Think think about it like this: You're going out on a date with a person, and there are things. And this is the first time you're going on a date. This is the first date. There are things you want to know about that person. What are the things you want to know? You want to know how old they are, where they're from, um, what do they enjoy doing, what do they, ha- what, what are they afraid of, what, what are they passionate about. Treat it like a first date, and just create that person. If you don't have an audience already, you're you're just trying to get going. Just choose, just create that person that you think would be very interested in the content you have to to deliver to them. Be as detailed as possible so that you can know exactly where to reach them. Now, the the questions that I had before with if you had a target audience, that still applies. What are they passionate about? What are their fears? What what are they struggling with? How do they think? All of these things can go into your customer avatar so that you know exactly who that person is. So in terms of narrowing down your target audience, these are some of the things that I would encourage you to think about. Um, Pull out a sheet of paper or pull out Evernote or something for taking notes on your laptop, your computer, and just start jotting things down. Compile it into a person a customer avatar, and then that is the person you're going to target. So you might be wondering, well, you know, yeah, but should I choose this person? Should I choose that person? My recommendation is choose one. 
I don't care which one it is. Choose one and work that. And as time goes on, you're going to start to refine that. But you want to have something to start with. And it's as easy as simply making a choice. There can be many customer avatars for every single blog. Choose one. If you make a mistake, which you know I don't consider it a mistake, but you will learn. You will learn a little better. Okay, your audience seems to resonate with this type of content. And if they're resonating with this type of content, maybe they're this type of person. All right, I hope that makes sense. I hope that, James, I hope that kind of answers your question. Uh, the next one, what your goal is for the people that are coming to your blog. You want to be extremely focused where that's concerned. And I'm talking about the one main goal. For me personally, that goal is my email list. I want them to subscribe to my email list. That is my most valuable asset because that is how I get to nurture relationships with my subscribers. They get to know me. I get to um, send them messages to have them come back to my blog. That is my most valuable asset. And because of that, I want to make that goal extremely clear. When you come to my blog, you're going to see opt-in forms that make it extremely clear that I would like you to opt-in because that's how you're going to get the most value when it comes to interacting with Become a Blogger. Now, your goal might be the same. I think most blogs that should be their goal, to get people on their email list. But your goal might be different. You might be more into social media than email lists. If that's the case, then you want to make that very clear. You want to make it extremely easy for someone to connect with you via social media. Choose your main goal and then the design of your blog, the, the content on your blog should be centered around that main goal, the layout of your blog extremely important. I went a bit overboard on this. I have a bunch of opt-in forms. I'm, I'm actually, I put them in a bunch of places initially because I'm testing them to see where is most effective. And I'm kind of coming to a conclusion now and I'll share some of that in a future episode. But now as I figure out what's more effective, I can use those and get rid of the ones that are not as effective so that I can focus. Once again, focus is the key. Focus my effort um, focus the, the, the eyes of the people that are visiting my blog onto the most effective opt-in forms so that they can opt-in since that is the main goal that I have. Now, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't have more than one goal, but you want to have one main goal and all of the other goals are just kind of you know there also, but your main focus is that one. All right, the next one to me is a big one. What social media platform are you going to use? Which one are you going to use? Now, my recommendation is choose one. The fact is you can't be everywhere and be awesome everywhere, especially when you're first starting out. You know, my good friend Pat Flynn encourages people to be everywhere. And I hear where he's coming from and I agree that that is a good strategy. However, he does not believe that you should be everywhere if you aren't able to be there well. And the fact is not even him. He didn't start everywhere. He has built up two everywhere. And I think that's a great strategy. Now, one of the things people get sidetracked with is they look out and they see bloggers that are well-established, that have been doing this for a while, and they are everywhere. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. This is what I want to encourage you to do. First of all, ask yourself this. 
On which social media platform are you most comfortable? Do not, do not, and I repeat, do not feel pressured to be on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, and everywhere else. This is what I would recommend. Yes, you should create accounts everywhere. And the reason for this is you want to make sure to reserve your name, the name of your business, or if it's your personal brand, you want that to be reserved on all of the different platforms. Even if new platforms come out, you never know if it's going to pan out to be anything significant. Create your your, your account there. Have it there. Uh, But... You want to focus on one. Become an expert at using that one for your business. And I'm talking studying it. Study it. Study it hard and become an expert at using that one for your business. Invest fully in that one. Now, Dr. Nikki called in um, from Reverse uh, Diabetes Holistically, and, and she had a suggestion which I think is a great suggestion. The suggestion was to, 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 to build a Facebook group for Become a Blogger. That's an excellent suggestion. That Facebook groups, I love Facebook groups. And the fact is, over the last few months, I've, I've been trying to come up with a great strategy for using all social media sites effectively. And I've realized one thing. I can't do it. So I've decided to do something a bit different. I've decided to focus all my energy in building the Become a Blogger fan page and nothing else. And this is kind of a recent decision that I've made because in trying to be everywhere else, in trying to manage my job, in trying to be with my family, in trying to you know build the Google Plus community, build my Google Plus profile, my Google Plus page, my Facebook page, my personal Facebook profile, my Twitter account, my Pinterest, this, da, 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 da. things get really hectic. Things get really crazy. So Everything else will still be there, but those will be more kind of an autopilot. Yes, I will post to them. I will share, you know, when I make my post, uh, when I post a new um, uh, blog post to become a blogger, what I usually do is I share it on Pinterest, share it on Google+, share it on Facebook, um, and it takes about five minutes to do all the sharing. I will still do those things. I will still interact with people when they try to interact with me on the others, but in terms of building, I I'm going to focus right now on my Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash become a blogger. And that's where I'm going to do the main building. That's what I'm going to be studying. Um, a, a Facebook group is a great idea, but it's I don't want to add anything else on to an already full plate. So I'm going to leave that for now. And it's probably something I'll come back to in the future. So first, my recommendation is choose one. Focus on that. Become an expert in that. And once you have that optimized to where you are really engaging your audience and it's not taking you a ton of time because you have systems in place, then you can move on to the next. That's the way I would I recommend it because to me, trying to be everywhere is extremely overwhelming. So don't feel that you have to be everywhere. Where you are, be there well, build it, um, put systems in place, optimize it, build engagement. And once you've reached the point where it's not taking you as much time because you have those systems in place, then move on to something else. 
All right, and lastly, your mission. What is your mission for your blog? Why do you blog? This is the first video at uh, in my series at freebloggingvideos.com because I think it is such an important concept. I blog personally because I believe that I can create content to inspire others and change the world, and I want to inspire you to take that kind of action so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world. So everything I do online with Become a Blogger is focused on that single mission. What is your mission? What is your why? Figure that out. And once you figure that out, you know, focus on that and say no to everything else. And that is the take-home message from everything that I'm talking about. Once you've decided what those things are that you're going to focus on, do them well and say no to everything else. Why? Because if you're working at a job, your job needs you. If you have a family, your family needs you. If you're a human being and you're alive, your health needs you. And you need to be able to take care of all these different aspects of your life without becoming, with, without things just getting too crazy. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I should start the music. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that now. Hey, I hope you got value from this. Really, the take-home message is decide on the few things you're going to focus on. Don't try to do everything. A jack of all trades is a master of none. So make sure that you are doing what you need to do and just focusing on those things, saying no to everything else. Hey, if you need guidance on your blogging journey, you want to get your blog up and running fast, now you want to know how to build that blog into a significant online business where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to my free blogging videos at freebloggingvideos.com. You get to, to, to follow me as I show you exactly what I've done to build successful online businesses and how so many others have done the same. So check it out, freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, it's actionable, it's awesome. So that's pretty much it for this episode. So I'm gonna let you listen to some music for a little bit. But until next time, this is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.